0: Hi and welcome to the Habits Habit Podcast. My name is Brian Conroy. This is a podcast about habits, happiness and human behaviour. Um, my guest this week is Dana Cohn, MD, uh, a New York-based uh, medical doctor, if that's what the MD stands for, uh, who is co-author of a book called quench. Uh, For any uh, listeners of the podcast, you'll be aware of my uh, fairly strongly held views on hydration and the habits of hydration. This interview is a follow-up to the last episode, which was an interview with um, Dr. Esther Pappies and um, Senior Research Assistant Amy Roger about the habit of hydration. Um, The book that Dr. Cohn has written is, as I said, called Quench. um, And I think the title will kind of give you a flavor of it. So uh, the headline title is Eight Glasses a Day is Not the Way. Quench, Beat Fatigue, Drop Weight and Heal Your Body Through the New Science of Optimum hydration. Um, This to me was just a fascinating chat, uh, if for no other reason than for the discovery of uh, a new form of water of which I was unaware, um, and generally me being me, and a lovely doctor in New York trying to talk to me as if I was some sane, normal, reasonable person, which clearly I am not um, so look uh, if you enjoy the podcast you know the drill um, leave some comments leave some likes leave some stars it helps uh, the algorithm suggest the podcast to other people and um, so let's get into it with Dr. Dana Cohn co-author of quench the new science of hydration this is the habits habit podcast my podcast and my website is all about habits um, and the very first habit that I decided to try and take up was the habit of hydration. So like many, many people, I uh, was uh, constantly under-hydrated, if not dehydrated. And so I set about trying to figure out ways I could habitualize the behavior of effectively drinking water. So that's what I went about doing, um, and I did what I thought was the right thing to do, which was just started drinking tons of water, like (laughs) loads of it. Um, uh, And um, that was uh, what I was doing. Uh, And so all my efforts focused around how to drink water more consistently, you know, setting alarms, apps, um, different bottles, all sorts of stuff. And then... I found your book. And (laughs) I went, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm doing this or trying to take up this habit of hydration wrong. What I'm doing is I'm developing a habit of drinking water, but they're not necessarily the same thing. And so I said, right, let's try and find out about this because it seems like it's really important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have some like my head is spinning with ideas for you.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah.
1: that's the basis of the chat. So what
0: I think is probably going to be most beneficial to most members of the public who don't know anything about this and it it, in a weird way that's one of the questions i want to get to um is to understand why it's important to be hydrated in the first place then to uh, understand maybe how just drinking loads of water which is what i've been trying to do isn't necessarily the best way to be hydrated and then to go into what your uh, research and experience shows is the best way of being hydrated does that all yeah you
1: Completely, completely. I got that from your first email. So yes, I will. Um, I have some definite ideas. And, um, you know, there are some habits I'm going to want you to uh, want people to take on that are much easier than drinking more and more water. So Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's start at, at the basics then. First of all, do you have any sense of how can it be that we don't know enough about the most basic kind of human need, which is water and being hydrated? Like how how have we evolved so far and still know so little about the thing that we're mostly made of?
1: Well, for the same reason we know so little about um, our diets, like what's the right diet for somebody, um, it's impossible to study. Um, It's actually impossible to study what is each individualized person's set point. Um, so, you know, from a from a uh, a physiology standpoint, it's it's incredibly difficult to study each individual's drinking habits. You know, um, we can't just like you can't study a, a person's diet because it's so vast, it's so um, you know diverse that it's not like taking a pill where you can you can. Have all of the, um, the factors limited, and you know, this is the pill, this is the dose, you're either taking it or you're not taking it, and we can study that, but we can't study hydration and we can't study nu- the same way we can't study nutrition. I think that that's the real thing. Um, as far as knowing from a physiological standpoint, why can't we test for it? Which is, um, which is, a, I, I think, an even more important question. Um, it 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 it's coming. Hopefully, um, I don't know. You know, there are some people that are trying to take that on. Um, meaning. We know what over dehydration looks like, right? Your blood pressure's low, your eyeballs are sunken in your head, you're, um, you're, you're physically sick, um, you need to go to the hospital, you know, your electrolytes are off and get IV therapy. But this low-grade sort of day-in, day-out um, chronic dehydration is, um, is much harder to, uh, to, to measure, in a, in a blood test or in a, in a physical exam. It's, it's, it's just difficult.
0: When, when we talk about maybe whether it's dehydration or underhydration or, or whichever variation. So, Th- this kind of uh, drink eight cups of water a day or eight, you know, uni- whatever you're kind of, we'd be in pints <laughs> or whether you're, you know, milliliters or whatever. Um, uh-huh. Am I right in thinking that's the equivalent of your five fruit and veg a day that th- there's no real science behind it? It's just, well, if they drink eight, that's better than drinking nothing. And it's a, it's a good ballpark for what might be okay for some people.
1: Um, you're right yes Um, it is it is it's an okay ballpark Um, if somebody's not drinking yeah then then we'll throw that out there but it's And and I I liken it more to the food pyramid, you know, that food pyramid that we were always that we were brought up on learning, you know, you got to eat this amount of carbs, mostly carbs at the bottom, and then, you know, meats at the top, a very small amount of meats that came from nowhere that came from a a few nutritionists sitting, sitting around a table and saying, well, this is what we think never studied. um, And now we're learning that that's not necessarily a good thing or the truth. Um, so that eight glasses also came from nowhere. When we d- we tried to look it up, we really looked hard to look at the, where it came from. And we think, um, some of the things that originally when it was talked about sort of took into account, um, that it, it included hydrating foods and then it just sort of turned into, um, well, this is the amount of, of fluids. And now this is the amount of water that you should be drinking. So, um, if you know logically if you think about it if you think about someone who is you know five feet tall versus someone who is six foot two who's an athlete who's you know sweating all day and and working out versus that five foot two you know person who doesn't sweat a lot like how can you say that eight glasses is right for either one it doesn't make any sense so um so if it's, if it's going to help somebody drink a little more water and improve their health, um, which may not, it may not be the, the answer, but then then sure. I, if I had to give you a number, then I think a, a better way of looking at it is half your weight. Oh, I don't even know the, the conversion, half your weight in ounces. <laughs> okay. um, sorry. Um, so half your weight in ounces of, of water a day is a better thing. So, but, you know, so again, you have a, um, this is going to be really hard because it, it, no, you no talk away ounces. I'll figure okay. it out
0: myself afterwards.
1: All right. So you have a hundred pound person. Um, half their weight is fifty ounces a day. You have a two hundred pound person. It's a hundred ounces a day. But you know, it's also not great because I don't know too many. You know, two hundred and twenty pound men who drink a hundred and ten ounces of water a day. It's a lot of water. So it's also not not perfect. But if you, if people like you know, twist my arm, I got to give you a number. That's what I would say more than the eight glasses of water a day.
0: So we don't know, uh, and and I can understand now why it's so hard to say uh, how much water you should drink a day, which I guess is the first question most people would ask. But we do know that it is important to be hydrated, right? I mean, there's no real disputing that or is there?
1: No, no disputing it. And in fact, I'm going to go so far. um, I say this on every podcast I talk about, and it's the one thing that people hear, I think it's really important, that learning how to be properly hydrated from a cellular standpoint, like your cells are plump and hydrated. So knowing what that feels like to be properly hydrated um, is probably the single most important thing you can do to treat and prevent chronic illness. Period. Start there before you start on any diet, before you start on any you know, lifestyle program. Um, you need to know how to hydrate first.
0: So what I'm hearing there, Dana, now correct me if I'm wrong, is you're saying I'm doing exactly the right thing by starting with hydration.
1: Yes, but you may not be doing it correctly.
0: <laughs> All right, well, it's okay. I can edit that last bit out. <laughs> um, uh-huh. No, but, but it is because, I mean, in a way, when I, when I started... So, I mean, I literally did spreadsheets of, you know, what habits did I want to uh, adopt over the next two years? And I was going to tackle it one habit at a time, one month at a time, uh, and hopefully, you know, have a chain reaction of things. And this hydration was the one I came up with uh, most. Now, it wasn't necessarily because I thought it was the most important thing. I thought it probably was, but I also thought it would be the easiest thing for me to do and be successful in. So I, I thought in terms of return on investment for the amount of effort I would need to put in to develop the habit of hydration in uh, comparison with the benefits it would bring me if I was successful, I thought this is the best place to start.
1: Um. I, I think you're right, and for you, what you're what you've done already may be perfectly terrific for you. Um, my, I'm here to tell you that I'm probably even going to make it easier for you.
0: Well, that's great. you know, um, <laughs> when so in Ireland um, we had a a now in fairness they had a vested interest in a massive way, but there was a bottled water company. Uh, over here that um, a couple of years ago launched a campaign, an an ad campaign about the importance of hydration as a way to try and sell water. So their tagline was, um, when you can't think straight, hydrate. And they had all sorts of people in funny situations being kind of a little bit silly because they weren't fully hydrated. What are the physical and mental effects of not, I mean, I think, as you say, we all get when someone has run a marathon and are, you know, dehydrated to bits or whatever, you know, that, that, that extreme level of dehydration, but your day to day standard person who isn't drinking, getting enough fluids or being hydrated um, and we'll get to how, um, what are the, the real tangible, uh, effects?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so first of all, I love that. I may I may try to steal it. <laughs> um yeah. when you can't think straight hydrate. So that's one of them, brain fog. Um that's uh that I'm gonna say brain fog and fatigue. So like that afternoon fatigue uh that people feel often we um we've been taught and told that it's uh your blood sugar's dropping. Well, I'm here to say that more than likely you're dehydrated. Um, it may be your blood sugar, but I think um, try hydrating better first um, and then and then taking that blood sugar on, you know, thing on if that's what it is. But I think more often than not we've just been told that so many times. I think it's uh, probably this low grade dehydration that's contributing more to that afternoon fatigue. Um so physical symptoms, the the typical stuff: headaches, constipation, dry skin, except you know thirst. If you're thirsty, um, you're you're probably you're you've gone on too long. We shouldn't experience thirst uh, that kind of thirst. We should we we want to try to stave it off uh, before it happens. Um, you want to things that you can physically look for. So the first thing that I love to say, and this is this is something that hit me hard when I first learned it, is that we're meant to get up and urinate during the During our waking hours, every two or three hours. Um, And, you know, I know myself, there have been times I've sat in my office for eight to 10 hours straight, never gotten up to (laughs) to pee. And um, that tells me I'm not hydrating, you know. So um, we're meant to urinate every two or three hours. Um, You wanna look at the color of your urine. That's a really good one. Um, You want it to be sort of straw or hay colored. Um, There's one caveat to that. If you take a B vitamin, a B complex that falsely co- colors your urine yellow, so you, so all bets are off with that. Uh, uh, can yeah. I just to interrupt you
0: there because sure. the the pee thing? I suspect we might talk more about pee in this than people expect, but uh, particularly my own. It, can it be too clear? Because one of the things yes. me and you are definitely going to talk about is me drinking too much water because my wife and my mum are both paranoid that I'm, I am and that I, I'm i going to suffer negative consequences. So we, we'll come to that separately. But in terms of checking your pee, if it's completely clear, like water, that's bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, you're probably drinking too much water. It's uh, we could just talk about it now because it's really yeah. fascinating to me. Um, you're uh, you're just peeing out your electrolytes. There's nothing. There's no concentration in there. There's no nothing. I mean, it, it's it's not a hundred percent like it's a problem if your pee is is perfectly clear, but. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a, a little sign to look at that, huh, maybe I am drinking too much water. Um, if, if you're drinking a lot of water and things that I say to look for is, do you get like muscle cramps? Do you get leg cramps? Charlie horses, we call them here. I don't know what you call them there. Um, and if you do, you're probably not getting enough electrolytes. Um, and you're, and when you drink bulk water, which is just plain water, you're, um, you're, you're taking electrolytes out with you and you're not replenishing what you're losing so by drinking so much water, you're peeing it out. And, I, and the other part of that is um, on a weekly basis, it, it, as a physician, I was always told that um, low sodium hyponatremia um, is really rare from somebody drinking too much water. Meaning um, there are some sort of psychological, you know, people have polydipsia, almost from a psychological standpoint, like, a, like a, a negative psychological standpoint, like that are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, just. Well, I hope it, it's not
0: polydipsia again because you lost <laughs> me there for a start.
1: Polydipsia is drinking too much water. Oh, That's right. all
0: it yeah. <laughs> it's a far, far more impressive name for it.
1: Yeah, and but it's it is it is a a, a, a medical term, um, and when people, um, God, I can't think of the word psychologically drink too much water like in a bad way. They're just it's almost like a um,
0: compulsive.
1: Compulsive. Thank you. Very good word. Um, compulsively drink too much water, um, they become hyponatremic or their blood sodium and maybe other electrolytes like chloride drop. Um, you also see that in um, in people with uh, certain cancers and that kind of thing. And that's a different, different thing, but it, it's the same kind of mechanism. Um, but with polydipsia, I was told that it's always, it's really rare. And um, I see it at least once a week in a patient's blood test where their sodium and their chloride um, are very low. And that's a very typical test that you do almost at every visit to a doctor. If ever you get blood work, they always draw an electrolyte test, you know, almost always. And, um, and I see it really often. And when I stop and ask the patient, do you drink a ton of water? They're like, yeah. And uh, and then we really go through it and they're drinking an obscene amount of water. And um, we'll talk about what to do with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, look, let's, let's stick with it for a second. Um, And I'm sure we'll fully circle back on this because I think my strong suspicion is that by the end of this conversation, you're going, I am going to, you're not going to tell me I'm going to decide to drink less water and eat more of the things that you're telling me I should be eating and drinking in terms of smoothies and, and, and things like that. So we'll come to that. Right. So so, let me interrupt you really quick.
1: Do you know what your blood pressure is?
0: Uh, I don't. I know it's it 's good <laughs> i don 't like whenever i whenever I get my blood pressure taken i 'm told that 's perfect, so whatever perfect okay. is
1: well so i I wonder if it 's perfect or if it 's very low you know and because um, that 's the other thing I do see people with very low blood pressure um, you know because there it could be one of two reasons because they 're either um, not drinking because they're dehydrated or they're overhydrated. So you can actually get very low blood pressure from either. But if you're drinking a ton of water and you have very low blood pressure, it's because your electrolytes are not enough. You know, you're, you're, you're once again peeing at your electrolytes that that are in charge and involved with your blood pressure. Um, so another thing to look at if you think maybe you're drinking too much water.
0: Okay well the, my, yeah. my my mum has a blood pressure monitor at home so I'll, I'll nip over to her house and and, and have a okay. have a crack at it. <laughs>
1: okay but but let me just do, do not get obsessed with it because you don't need to that's not a habit you need to sort of become crazed with like once once a once a day a few times during the day for a few days you don't need okay. to get crazy with it. <laughs> well,
0: what I've discovered, and I, I talked to a friend of mine now, and in, in fairness, um, she did have cancer. So I don't know, you mentioned cancer there a while ago. Um, now, she, she's all clear now, thankfully. Um, but we were talking about uh, hydrating, and it's a habit that she took up as part of her cancer treatment to, to make sure that she was hydrated the whole time. And we've both discovered that since we started drinking more and more water, we feel thirsty where we didn't feel thirsty before. And I, I don't know if that either makes sense, if that's something you would have heard before, and if there's a medical explanation for it. So like, I feel thirsty now, even though I have drunk loads of water today. And oh, I, I think so before, before I started trying to be hydrated, I never felt thirsty.
1: Very interesting. Um, I don't have an explanation, except for a couple of things I would, I would comment on. Um, we... We often learn to um, override our thirst uh, mechanism because we don't want to. We don't want to have to get up and 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 bother ourselves to go get a drink of water when we're working, or um, you know, we. It's a very known. It's a known thing. You know, we've just learned to override our thirst and ignore it. Um, and I'm wondering if maybe now you're hydrating. Maybe you're more in tune with it. It's a possibility. I'm not sure. Um, but it's also a possibility that you um, are flushing out your electrolytes and you're actually thirsty more for minerals than okay. the actual fluid. And I can't tell you how many people, um, it, it's a, it's you hear it all the time, I drink so much water but I can't quench my thirst, you know, and that's, that's because you're doing it wrong and I'm here to try to help teach people how to do it right.
0: Okay, I'm not going to tell you how much water I would drink in an average day now because I think you'd just lose the head at me completely. I don't know, how would I convert <laughs> it to pounds? It would, it, it's in... Ounces. Uh, yeah, ounces. Sorry, it's in liters anyway. Uh, like yeah. it would, it would be kind of between three and five liters of water a day.
1: I, i gonna, I'm, <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I'd have to. should. We should have.
0: <laughs> no idea. Five liters, two ounces, two ounces. Uh, so five liters to ounces. That's a hundred and sixty-nine ounces.
1: Do you weigh three wait wait, one sixty
0: nine times two is two do you weigh two hundred and forty pounds? Uh oh no, know. you Google oh. this now as well. No, hang it, on, no, we'll it, stay with me. Uh, divided by two point two. Uh so two pounds. What am I trying to do?
1: If you divide two by two point two. I'm hundred and eighty two pounds. Yeah. So you're 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 most likely drinking too much water. <laughs>
0: yeah. By by, by quite a lot, I gather.
1: Well, I mean, it's maybe, it's hard to say. It's once again hard to say. How do you feel? Do you have any, you know, do you get leg cramps? Um, you should maybe look at your electrolytes next time you go to the doctor, have them draw um, an electrolytes panel, which is like, it, I mean, here it costs literally $20 for a, 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 that, that blood test. It's done so routinely that I don't think that that would be a problem, you know. But,
0: but I would have to get a blood test done, though, presumably on a day that I am drinking the way I would normally drink. So like if I just if I st- if I stop drinking or if I don't drink for 10 hours or 12 hours or 24 hours, does everything bounce back straight away?
1: well no not if you're deplete you know if you're eating well then maybe if you're eating if you're eating really good and you're eating lots of minerals and you know lots of vegetables and you're um maybe taking some mineral replacement supplements magnesium specifically um you're salting your food with good real salt meaning not Table salt, but like sea salt or pink salt or or rock salt, um, then then it, it it very well may be okay for you to be drinking that, and it may be actually even good for you. My job in this book is to to have people. Um, how do I say this? Not be cut off from their heads, um, and be in your bodies, and know what it feels like to feel fantastic. You know, and hydration is the first step to, to learning that. And it's just so individualized. If that makes sense to you, and you feel great, then then that might be okay. But I, but I also think it could be. I think it could be easier. I don't think you need to drink. And and well, let me just ask you a question. Does most of that come from bottled waters, plastic bottled waters that you're carrying around? Uh, All
0: day. Well, I mean, it is. It's in a like. I refill one bottle all day just from the tap. Great,
1: great, yeah. I mean, I I think it's worth talking about that all these plastic water bottles are, are you know, people are buying them in the cases and just drinking them and throwing them away. Like, that's got to stop. You know? Yeah.
0: I, I'd be completely honest with you now, Dana. It's, I don't know if, if you have the same word over in America. It's I'm scabby. Like I wouldn't pay for a bottle of water when I can get it from a tap. I'm just like, why am I paying for that water? No way.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm going to use that word. Scabby. Yeah. It okay, means you're so a little like,
0: bit um, tight with your money.
1: I love it. Scabby. I'm scabby. Um, it's now in my vocabulary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So So here we are. We know that um, we need to hydrate properly. We know that uh, percentage-wise, the research says that the overwhelming majority of people are not properly hydrated the majority of the time. So we're doing stuff wrong. Um, And you think that the methods in your book make it easier for everyone to be hydrated more consistently? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um what are they
1: <laughs> okay um all right so you know the the tagline is eight, ga- eight glasses a day is not the way um and uh basically the whole idea I want to just take one quick step back and talk sure. to you about um, one of the findings that there's actually a lot of science in the first part of the book it's actually, It's very easily read it's sort of fascinating because people think oh hydration is so boring um, but there's this is this is one of the reasons I wrote the book but that fairly recently there's been a new discovery that um, water h2 o um, as we all know and have learned since elementary school, that it exists in three forms or three phases, and that's liquid, ice, and vapor. Now, we have discovered, there's been a discovery by Dr. Um, there's a few scientists out there, but the the, the most famous one is Dr. Gerald Pollock. He's based at the University of Washington in Seattle. He's a very world-renowned water researcher, and he's discovered that there's a fourth phase of water, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, and that fourth phase, he calls it actually easy water. It stands for exclusionary zone. But m- most people now have heard it as either structured water. We call it gel water in the book. Um, and it's it's in that phase that is found within our cells, in our plasma, in our in, in, and, and within the cells itself intracellularly. And it's also in that phase of where water is found in nature. Um, so you think about... Plants. You think about um, um like cucumber, you know, cucumber seeds. You can actually see the gel that's surrounding the seeds of cucumber. Um, my co-author wrote a uh, is a cult is an anthropologist, and she had done she had done her studies on how desert plants hydrate, and they hydrate via um via gels. Think about aloe and cactus, they're loaded with gel water. So um so, the idea is you want to eat your water and you want to try to get you want to try to eat more of this gel water that can then get into your cells and hydrate better um, and and actually it water is um, is now known to be energy, so it's not only like moistening um, or um, the the uh, moistening or what's another word um, the universal solvent for things it is um it actually creates energy and mostly in the form of electrical energy um so it so our cells from this gel water actually um hold on to energy like a battery and in the forms of electrons in the forms of that o2 the oxygen the h2o part of that so um so with that being said sorry i have a
0: question sorry i don't know i'm never sure whether to interrupt at the right time or not but so does does tap water that I drink can it can it transform into that fourth version or you have to take water in in that um gel water you know it has to be gel water when it goes in I guess is what I'm asking
1: so t- no, tap water is, is just is H2O. It's not structured water. Um, there are ways to transform it, maybe by adding some minerals or making a smoothie with, with that tap water then transforms it. There's also some structured water devices that honestly I've, I have not done any research on and I, I don't think there is any research on them. So literally these, these sort of vortexers or these spiralizers, these units that, that can structure your water um i don't think there's a lot of information on them but when you think about um um spring water think water that comes from a natural spring that is loaded with structured water tap water is not it's sort of dead water but that doesn't mean you don't shouldn't drink it you know we we need it um and it's it's hard to um to get uh um you know spring water on a daily basis it's not easy
0: i'll start drilling holes out my back garden and see if i can hit lucky (laughs) it would be incredible so so we need to try and find am i right am i oversimplifying then to try and to say that we need to try and find sources of this gel water because it is better for us in terms of um hydrating and the, the, the the kind of particularly the energy side of that
1: yeah and and just just so you know for example a source of gel water is iceberg lettuce <laughs> you know it doesn't have to be that it's it, it's not that difficult to think most vegetables are loaded with you know water and that water is in in a, in a gel form so you want to it Basically, all I'm asking is you want a more plant-centric diet, so you want lots of greens in your diet, um, and yes, yeah, some are more hydrating than others, so like I said, I love celery, um, cel- celery is is a good one, but um what it was, cucumbers, you know, you can, cucumbers are incredibly hydrating, watermelons are incredibly hydrating, lots of fruits are, are incredibly hydrating. Um, and and so those, so for yourself and for people who say like, no matter how much water I drink, I can't quench my thirst. Um, it's interesting to see like, well, what happens when you eat a piece of watermelon? That's really thirst quenching, you know, or you, um Um, I'm trying to think you drink a green smoothie. That's very thirst or even a juice, you know, which I don't love so much juice because of the, because of the sugar content, quite frankly. Um, But you drink that juice and you're like, oh, that really quenched my thirst more so than a glass of water would.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the green smoothies uh, from a couple of, um, from a couple of angles, because Over in Ireland, at least, there was quite the craze. It's probably a year or two ago now, but it's still a little bit of these um, juice cleansing diets or smooth. You know, so there was a lot of there was a lot of kale smoothies downed in Ireland uh, there a couple of years ago. They were all the rage and wheatgrass and all sorts of things. Uh, I tried some of them. Frankly, they tasted awful, um, (laughs) but I was willing to give it a crack. Is that what we're talking about when you talk about green smoothies Um, and sort of all those fad juice diets or fad detox um, diets that involved all these smoothies? I presume, and it's just a complete assumption that like any other of these things, it's everything in moderation and you can go too far on that too.
1: Yeah. So first of all, I'm not talking about a juice cleanse. That's a very specific like three or five days where you're just drinking these juices and nothing else. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, a, I'm not a big believer in those kind of cleanses. I, I am a believer in cleanses, and, but much more, it's a whole different ballgame. So, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, and we define smoothies in the book, green smoothies in the book as this. It's blended greens and whatever greens you choose it could be spinach, it could be kale, it could be Swiss chard, it could be celery, it could be cucumber you know and cucumbers, whatever green sort of lettuce-y thing that you like um, in a blender with water so so that it you know it blends um, and then whatever additives you want to add so like I you know and we give tons of recipes and there's tons of recipes online so I like um, a little a half a green apple or half an apple in my smoothie to to give it some nice flavor. Um, you could do some lemon, some ginger, um, chia seeds. If anybody has ever made like a chia pudding, you know that when you soak chia seeds, they form that gel around them. So that's, that's loaded with gel water. Um, and, that, and that's a green smoothie. So it's blended greens with with water. And, and some other things. You could do berries, whatever you want for flavor. Now it's different than a, um, uh, like a smoothie that has, um, let me just like milk or yogurt or something like that in there that, um, that's to me is like ice cream. That's dessert, <laughs> you know? Um, but you can do like coconut water. You could even do some nut milk if you want to do. There's, there's places for all of those things. But when I talk about a green smoothie, I'm talking about a blended greens with um, whatever other, whatever other things in it that you now,
0: like dana let me just ask this question when i when i do a green smoothie right is it going to taste nice because i'm assuming now that all the ones i had before were not done right because they really didn't taste nice
1: <laughs> yeah no i don't know why i mean i i love them i love you know i do you like apple juice like do you yep. drink apple juice so if you put a, an apple in your smoothie it's going to taste like apple it's delicious you know, um, and you're going to have to find that right mix. So I would say to you, and there's no science behind this, but I know it in my own body and I know it in my, you know, many hundreds of patients who I've had tried it, that that one green smoothie um, is probably like hydratingly equivalent to drinking three glasses of the same amount of water. Um, So it's just that the the fiber from the greens – the minerals from everything that you're putting in there um, is gonna—it's gonna be absorbed. It's gonna get into your cells much better than just drinking plain bulk water.
0: Now, I'm um, for my sins, I'm an older nothing kind of person. So already my mind is whirring, and they, this this is the kind of thing that drives my wife mad. <laughs> where I would kind of say, Rice, right, that's it." I've spoken to Dana. I'm no longer drinking water. I'm only drinking greens movies.
1: No, no, that's a mistake. Um, okay. So um, I, I I think, you know, if we want to talk about you, I mean, you need to think about, well, what are your complaints? You know, what are your physical complaints? Um, are, you, are you in your body? Are you exercising? Are you feeling fantastic? Is your energy great during the day? You know, are you waking, are you, Uh, moving around are you peeing every two or three hours Um, all these things do you get headaches like you got to look for those things are your bowels moving regularly is your skin nice and and taut and not uh you know not tented if you pinch it um so all of these things are taken into account if you can say yeah i feel fantastic then that doing what you're doing might be okay for you um it's i will say it does sound a little excessive to me but but I still think that if people can get into the habit of drinking one green smoothie a day, that's all I'm asking um, for so many people, and especially people who are not feeling good, that in and of itself is life-changing. I'm going to give you two habits that I think people should really take on. um, And that's one of them. So uh, find a green smoothie. I would also say mix it up though. You don't want to do the same greens and the same ingredients every single day. You want to, you want to diverse, um, you know, food, what you eat in food. So you want to mix up the greens every so often. Um, you want to mix up the additives. Um, there's, there's lots of recipes online. You're going to have to find what, what, what you love. Um, so one green smoothie a day. And then the second habit I want people to really think about, people who don't drink enough water, who are maybe chronically dehydrated, is to um, front load your water. And what does that mean? That means you want to wake up in the morning, I actually have a, a glass um, decanter that sits on my nightstand that I fill at night, um, and it has like a, a, a drinking glass that covers the top of it. So I fill it at night with water. I put a little squeeze of lemon in there, and I throw a pinch of sea salt in there. Um, and in the morning, first thing when I get up, put my feet on the ground, I drink my water. And I usually do somewhere between six to eight, I'm sorry, eight to 16 ounces of water um, in the morning, first thing in the morning.
0: Uh, that that I can relate to. That is a habit I picked up. Um, I don't know where I read it, but maybe two or three years ago. That is mm-hmm. a game changer. Having I have a pint, which is I think about twenty ounces of water, Or eighteen ounces of water, or something first thing in the morning. Yeah, love it. Um, can I ask about the salt? I always thought I don't know where I picked this up, and I may be wrong. That putting salt in water made you sick. That you you like if you drank salt water, you would vomit.
1: Uh, I think in excessive like you know like what the kind of salt that you would use to maybe gargle with salt water where you're putting you know the, the water turns cloudy with salt, I think that is an an emetic um, so it can make you vomit, that kind of thing but um, I'm talking about a pinch, literally okay. a pinch between your fingertips you don't see the salt, you barely taste the salt, um, and I want to differentiate between good and bad salt, so once again, bad salt is the table salt. Here in the states, it's a, it's it has a girl with an umbrella on it. Um, that's basically just sodium. You want to take a natural salt. So the pink Himalayan salt. We have a brand called Real Salt, which comes from it's a rock salt, which comes from these mines in Utah, um, or a, a sea salt like a Celtic sea salt. Yeah, um, we have
0: a very famous one, Oriole Sea Salt. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's a big deal over here.
1: Yeah. That's a good salt. Like I, I will say though, I, I'm sorry to be sort of Debbie Downer, but there is, <laughs> I don't even know if you know who Debbie Downer is. No, I do. <laughs> yeah. um, that, you know, our sea salt, they've actually done some, some studies on it and um, they've found tons of plastic in it because of our, our oceans are so, I right, know right so we'll it's a problem. Yeah. Go for rock salt. But, so yeah. Rock salt is probably a better, a better choice or pink Himalayan pink salt. But, um, but
0: um and so sorry i was going to ask a follow-up question then because I, I again i think one of the things that people find difficult about um these kinds of habits is you know when do you do them so that water's first in the day is there an ideal time for the smoothie
1: no no i mean i i like to do it around like you know in between breakfast and lunch um so like around 11 if if i eat breakfast um if I don't at like 10-ish, 11 ish that kind of thing. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. You could even do it in the middle of the afternoon. You could do it as a meal replacement if you wanted to, even though there's no protein. But it doesn't, you don't not everybody needs protein at every meal, you know.
0: Um can I ask a question, Dana? Like so for for, for someone like me, right? Mm-hmm. This is just the way I work. <laughs> or, I'm hearing or, that. Or the way I'm <laughs> or the way I'm broken, depending on your point of view. But When I find, like, let's say I actually find drinking lots of water very easy, okay? Mm. Um, uh, Now, so whereas I never did before, if I'm now concerned about, say, electrolytes or stuff like that, my gut reaction is, well, I'll put some deoralite or I'll put something in it to make sure that I'm getting the minerals and stuff replaced and then I'm getting the best of both worlds. I'm getting loads of water and I'm not um, minerally depleting. I, I, instinctively, I know that's not the right thing to do, but I, I might no. as well just check while I have you.
1: No, no, no. I actually think that is the right thing to do. Um, I think if if that's what feels right for you, you like having all that water, you're feeling good, then I would add um, an electrolyte replacement to one or two of those glasses a day. Not every glass, because that's overkill, but a couple of those glasses a day. You want to add, and there's some really nice ones on the ma- market now. I don't know what deodorolite is. Um, it's actually the
0: only one I know. I have no idea. I just, uh, I always thought when you were had diarrhea or something, people would give you that. And in Ireland, a thing called flat seven up, which we, um, joke is the mythical cure for all illnesses over here. It's like, Uh, it's like Irish Sprite. Um, so yeah, that's what they would prescribe, what your mammy would prescribe flat seven
1: up. Okay. So I have a feeling that's probably too much sugar. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so they have, there's, you know, you go to a good supplement store wherever they sell supplements and they have electrolyte replacements that are in a powder um, that the ones i'm actually on the board of of a company called cure hydration c-u-r-e um and they follow the world health organization's um rules for electrolyte replacement so you want you know it has the perfect ratio of all the electrolytes with no coloring and no not you know no sugar actually there there is a it's sweetened with um i think stevia or some other other decent good sweetener um and uh that is something I would say maybe it'd be interesting for you to start there. Like even one, you know, one of those glasses a, a day, add um, a powdered electrolyte replacement and, um, and then see if that thirst gets better.
0: I will. Can I ask yeah. then, who, who are those, like, why do they exist, those electrolyte replacements? Who are they intended for? Does it just, it's just occurred to me now, who would, who yeah. would need them, I guess?
1: Well, it it stems from, you know, like, do you have Gatorade there? Uh, Yes. Yeah. So Gatorade and some of those other companies are for, you know, for kids and sports and people who are becoming, you know, overtly dehydrated when they were, when they're working out. The problem with those is that they're loaded with junk. You know, there's, there's colors, there's false colors, there's, um, um, Sugar and just you know a lot of 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 bad stuff in them. Gatorade is garbage, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry to say. Um, so the you know the smart people then decided you know what we're going to come up with a better a better idea and and it's important. I mean somebody has bad diarrhea, like you said, when you're not feeling well. The deodorant your mom wants you to take. Like I even think like some of those the the we have. I think it's probably equivalent to what's called Pedialyte here. What we have here, um, even that is not you know, even though it's, it's, uh, you know, medically prescribed, there's, there's still better ways of doing it, you know, like our, our, our medical stuff, like, we have these protein drinks to that they give to cancer patients to gain weight, that's just horrible, like it's loaded with sugar and stuff. So there's, there's, that's why they were invented, because there was a need for them. And now we're finding, well, you know what, this is a really good way to hydrate, um, if somebody who's drinking too much water. <laughs>
0: you, you mentioned there, and I'm just going to ask about it now because it, it, it's on topic about um, stevia as a, as a sweetener. I would take a, I would put kind of um, dilutable drink uh, sometimes in the water. If I just get bored of, of the taste or lack of taste of water. And again, my, my ever loving and caring wife was giving out to me about that. But, um, If the, um, I mean, I presume you have those in in the U.S. as well, the the kind of dilutable drinks where you add water to it effectively to make it into a kind of a juice drink.
1: Yeah, like Um, a powdered green? No, they're not powders.
0: They're like, um, they're concentrated liquids. So you kind of dilute them down with water. Maybe you don't. And they're just for flavor? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Um, okay. If they're, they'd be really common over in Ireland, but you'd have them all, all the time. But if they're um, zero sugar sweetened with stevia, is that okay?
1: Uh, it's hard for me to say. I'd have to look at the ingredients. Yeah, okay, but, you know, I'm not enough. sure. Yeah. Because that is um, I mean, one I... thing
0: that I think a lot of people struggle with in terms of just the pure water thing. And and I have still some more questions about the gel water thing, which I want to go back to. One of the things that I, a lot of people I talk to about uh, building the habit of hydration struggle with is they just find drinking water boring or tasteless yeah. or, or not very enjoyable. Sure. So in terms of doing it consistently and doing it often it, it's not very attractive so that's why i was saying i have this thing i've also tried um there's like there's especially there's special cold teas that you you can kind of get over here they're called cold infused they're, they're you know so they're supposed to rather than i suppose making tea and, and chilling it you just throw this special tea bag in the water and it makes cold tea yeah, um, yeah. and yeah and you know adding <laughs> fruits and diffusers and all sorts of things um, So that's kind of why I was talking about it. Like how do you try and get paid? I presume you hear patients saying stuff like that as well. Like they don't like water they don't like the taste of it. So what are your kind of tips for making water more palatable, I guess?
1: Yeah. Um, so we have. Um, I love herbal teas for sure. Herbal teas you can drink; they're 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 really good. Um, I'm sorry. Have do you,
0: do come- you like boil? Do you like? Does the tea start hot and then you drink it cold?
1: Um, I we have a whole section on something called beauty waters, which are ba- basically single ingredient water. So it could be, um, like you said, fruit fruit infused water that actually structures water. Um, so that's a great thing to do. Um, even you know lemon, um, but you could do things like um, berries. Sorry, sorry to in,
0: sorry to interrupt you, um, Dana. When you say that structure is water, so that makes it into the gel water.
1: That helps that you do get some gel water from a fruit infused water. Yes, because oh. there's minerals and there's there's the fruit. Yeah. So um, so
0: sorry again. Now, so am I understanding no. you right in saying that? So it it would it is better to drink fruit infused water than normal water.
1: Um is it better? Uh, I think it is acceptable and maybe better. I don't know if I would necessarily drink every single glass of fruit infused water, because then you got to think about how much sugar am I getting? Um, okay. How much you know, fruit am I getting in a day? So it's, there's a, there's a, there is a fine sort of line on how much of that to drink. But I think a few glasses a day of, and, and, like, and if you're drinking low glycemic fruits, like strawberries or blueberries, then yeah, that's fine. Totally fine. And if it's only a handful of them, like or not even a handful, like a few berries in a glass of water, um, cut up strawberries, then then that's great. It, it, and and in the winter, like you could do frozen organic fruit now and throw that in some waters, which is perfectly acceptable and and, and a great idea, yeah. Um, people are people I guess
0: are going to wonder. I mean, the fact that you are a medical doctor, I think, is is a big thing. I think if if someone who wasn't medically registered released your book, people would be suspicious of it. If I could, it, 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 do you know what I mean, that it, they would say this is another kind of um, fad or there's no science behind it or whatever. That that someone would say, all you've got to do is drink this green smoothie, have a bit more water, and you're going to feel amazing. (laughs) Like, and I'm not, I'm uh, sorry, I'm not not intentionally being facetious, but I just want to make sure that people understand that this is real or that there's real science and, you know, your patients and your experience behind this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I lay out some case studies in the book. I mean, I speak to patients every single day and, um, and I always start before, you know, in between my first and second visit with a new patient, I start here, start by learning how to hydrate. You know, I mean, from, we've just forgotten that nutrition and i I put hydration into nutrition you know what is the right way you know what is what is eating well it's everything you know doctors are now so quick to prescribe a pill or um and we have doctors have forgotten to to talk about diet and to talk about what you're putting in your mouth and um so yeah i mean I, i i do lay out the science though there is a lot of science in the book and um and And, like I said, I, I do think it 's easily read i don 't want to scare anybody off, um, and I think it 's quite fascinating. So um, whether or not you get it from me or you get it from you know a, a, a nutritionist i 'm not sure how people would take it better, but yes, I am a medical doctor and um, and I have devoted my career to um, nutrition I, I practice something called functional medicine here um, which I think is catching on all over the world and it's you know my job is to try to keep people off of medication using lifestyle and nutrition um, and and everything else and that I can do to try to keep them off of medications first and foremost and then if I will prescribe a medication when needed but not so quickly you're not going to come in you know and and you know get a sleeping pill without us having a really long discussion about it.
0: When, when people are looking for, for, I suppose, solutions to, to problems. So like, like this, so let's say now I decide tomorrow is, is the first day of green smoothie and, and some fruit water and some electrolytes and, you know, or what, whatever my combination may end up being hopefully more balanced and measured than I typically do things. Um, is it just you'll just feel better? Like you know, I suppose I, I'm that that kind of person who wants quantifiable results. I guess, or you know, that's that's what I understand most. I did X, now Y. Um, am I going to know the difference in me last week to next week? If if you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I think if you're not you know cut off from your body, if you're living in your body and you're and you're um you're you're noticing these things, then yeah, you're going to see a difference. You're going to see a difference in a really short period of time. Um, if you're perfectly healthy and what you're doing is right, then then I'm not sure this is something you even need to, to, to dive into. But if you don't feel good and you're tired and your joints ache and you're, um, you know, I do want to say that we are living ever more in a dehydrated world Um, because of all the electronics that we got going on, because of all the processed food that we're eating, because of all the medications that we're taking, because of all the heat and the air conditioning that we're living in. And because we're not, you know, we're sitting all day long, we are becoming more and more dehydrated every day. Um, So I do think that most people will notice a quantifiable difference in a very short period of time that we get, we lay out a five day program in the book because that's all it takes five days to notice a difference. Um, Maybe even shorter than that. If, if you're, if you're, if you're starting from a, a worse set point,
0: you know, you see, I think what, what is difficult for someone of my vintage is that I'm 40 and I have three small kids, so I'm permanently tired and feeling run down and sore and feeling broken. <laughs> I just assumed mm. that was just my stage in life. So I don't know what of it is all of that and what of it is other things, if you, if you know what I mean. We'll soon find out, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I have to tell you, forty is young. Like, what are you talking about? Come on, <laughs> well, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, you shouldn't be. Um, I mean, unless you're not sleeping because your kids are keeping you up at night. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's things that we need to know. Sleep is up there with food and water, right? So, if you're not sleeping, you're not healthy. If I you're not know. hydrated, you're not healthy. Um, you know, so those are the things. You may have to take some naps during the day. Like, you gotta, you gotta figure out sleeping um, is you know and take turns and they always say that first year is the worst with kids so
0: yeah (sighs) it's see it's it's you what you've done there now Dana the lord giveth and the lord taketh away you've made me feel all good about my hydration but I know now that I'm excuse the phrase but pissing in the wind now because I'm not getting enough sleep so all the water in the world isn't going to fix that one so I need to look at that as well
1: well, I want to just—I want to, since you brought it up. If I have two minutes to talk about something Take that's as important, as you want. okay. With sleep, um, you know, it is—it is. This is fairly recently discovered, too, by the way, which is yet another sort of mind-blowing thing. There's a couple of big ideas in the book that are that are new and proven and exciting to hear about. But it is only during our sleep is when we do the majority of our detoxification. So that's why sleep is so restorative. Um, When we sleep, we detoxify. That's when our our brains detoxify. And and, uh, in order to detoxify, you need to be well hydrated because you need to move all those toxins out. How do they get moved out? They get moved out via sweat, via pee, and via poop. (laughs) So if you're not hydrated enough, you're not detoxifying enough. If you're not sleeping well, you're not detoxifying well. Now, if you could get some power naps in during the day, um, then you're, you're detoxifying during that time as well. So um, sleep is, is, is really key. I can't differentiate between sleep and hydration. You need to do both. So you have to work that work on that a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, I, de- I, mean, I know for a fact I have, it's one of the, it's one of the big downsides I've found of having one of these, you know, personal fitness trackers that tracks your sleep and then tells you your seven day average. That's great. If you're getting enough sleep, it's terrifying if you're not. So I'm, averaging about five and a half hours sleep for about the last 10 years or something. Yeah, so
1: yeah, not enough, not
0: enough, but yeah. Paranaps, sorry. And I know this isn't the purpose of our talking like our Paranaps. <laughs> my, my understanding is they're not as good as a full night's sleep, but if you're not getting a full night's sleep, it's the next best thing. Is that a fair
1: summary? Yeah. Yeah. especially, I mean, yeah, I, do, I think it's uh, it is imperative. We need our we need our reset. We need to to find that. Yeah, I think naps are good.
0: Well, at least we finally stumbled into some good luck because I am gifted at falling asleep. Like <laughs> gifted. I can uh, fa- I can fall asleep mid conversation, which is uh, a talent I've very rarely seen uh, in other people.
1: I wish I had that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, good.
0: Dana, it, it has been absolutely fascinating um talking to you. Um it, not least because um you know I I, I I just when I started um saying right I, I started with the right intention, which was i 'm going to get my the, the foundational habit right here, which is to to start being properly hydrated all the time as something that is very well within my control and something that will have a very important impact on my health. Mm-hmm. I just never thought there was another way than just drinking loads of water. I did just just didn't hit on my radar until I, I stumbled on your book almost by accident. Um, so I'm delighted to share it with everyone else and to find out that there is another way. Um, and importantly, uh, and I'll report back on this on another podcast, that the green smoothies don't have to taste like muck. So this doesn't have to be a, an ordeal. It can be something that's a pleasurable experience
1: absolutely and uh, you know brian i was actually very excited to talk to you i have such a love of ireland i have dear friends in there i've visited many times um so i i uh i just want to send a little hello out to my irish friends they know who they are
0: well thank you very much dana the next time you're over here we'll have to meet up for a green smoothie
1: i would love it or, or Guinness. yeah well <laughs> I,
0: you, you can finish off by telling me that's good for us too
1: uh you know actually i'm sorry to say but alcohol is dehydrating period <laughs>
0: Damn it Dana we're going out (laughs) and alone. listen it's been a pleasure have a lovely weekend thank you thanks so much bye 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 I was very tempted to edit out that last bit particularly since I've been boozing my face off since lockdown started and that's Dr. Dana Cohn I'll uh, when I put up the post on the website thehabitshabit.com I will link to the book it's a really interesting read and some really interesting insights just into you know uh, the ways that hydration has changed uh, uh, and evolved throughout the um, years and across different cultures and stuff. Um, just just a new way of looking at water that I would never have thought of in a million years. And my next guest on the podcast is Rob Cullen. Him and his wife Yvonne lost a massive 13 stone between them. We're talking about the habits of weight loss uh, and healthy eating and dieting yeah, the D word uh, in the next episode, and uh, I'm going to release it pretty much immediately um, because uh, it, it is very apt for New Year's and New Year's resolution. Uh, and if you listen to Rob, you'll realize um, that uh, going hard, uh, if you like, on the 1st of January and cutting out everything is a recipe for disaster. Um, so, uh, Rob Cullen, my next guest on the Habits Habit podcast.